Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told, you have breast cancer, stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we've been given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Welcome everyone. Welcome to today's podcast, Breast Cancer Heroes Journey. I am super excited and I know I say this all the time about my guests, but the reason I say that is because we talk about other ways to heal yourself on your journey with cancer. Breast cancer is what we look after here, but it doesn't mean that it's the only one that we speak about. We always speak about other types of cancers. But what we do is besides having the physical process of going through cancer, we then try and find what goes on emotionally deep within us. And a lot of people don't understand that because, um, you know, we get told that, you know, basically cancer is something of the body and it is, but there's more to it. And this is why I can't wait to speak to these amazing women. I'm going to introduce you to Deborah Miller. She's a PhD in cell and molecule biology trainer and expert in EFT tapping, and she's also a Reiki master, life transform coach, and an international renowned author. Now, she's recently written a book, EFT for Cancer, with co-author, who my second guest is, is Stephanie Marone, uh, is the author of 10 books, including seven on natural medicine. And I love that. We were just speaking about that before offline about natural medicine. Um, and the executive editor of a peer-reviewed scientific journal, Energy, journal, yes, Energy Psychology. Um, she has a practice in animal communication and energy healing for animals and uses EFT and other healing modules in her life. Now, having said all of that, welcome, ladies. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Now, Deborah, let's start with yourself. Um, you know, you basically, how did you get involved with the, you know, EFT? And explain to those of us playing at home, what is EFT? A lot of people have sort of heard, oh, yeah, this tapping technique, you just keep tapping around your body and things, not realizing there's a method to it um, and it needs to be done properly. So just explain how you got involved in all of that. Okay. It actually started by growing up on a farm. And then my parents were way ahead of their time and started up a health food store in a very small town when it wasn't the thing to do. And they kept bringing in people that were interesting, right? And so I decided I wanted to learn how to do more of that. But then my path took this very long detour, 
you know, to get my bachelor's in biology and then education. And then I did my, my uh, PhD in cell and molecular biology. And then I did a postdoc as well before I started coming back around to doing more of what I'm doing right now. But I think it's been a real benefit because having the science behind what I do with the emotional freedom techniques really helps me combine the two, right? So as I was um, doing Reiki and doing other techniques, I was taking a class online, right? And somebody introduced EFT and I fell in love with it right away. And I started studying it and using it. And then I just went on and on and on with it. And it's still my favorite technique almost out of anything that I use, right? Mm -hmm. So what is EFT, emotional freedom techniques or nicknamed tapping? For me, it's a, it's a technique that's really simple and practical to use. And I love that, especially with the work that I did with children. And it's a technique where you're using the tips of your fingers to touch on the ends of acupressure points, right? And so particularly working with children, they get enough needles. They don't need any more needles. So you can just doing light tappings on these meridian endpoints, right? And as you're doing that, you're focusing in on the thoughts and the feelings that are up at the moment, right? And it has a relaxation uh, effect on the body. Uh, the science that is, has been done, the research that's been done, is showing that it helps lower the stress hormones. So that's just a benefit, period. If you've done nothing else but lower your stress hormones, you've given your body a sense of relief and a chance to, to recover and move into the, the regenerative process, right? Then the extra bonus is you get to release stress and anger and fear, and you can release traumas and all sorts of other things along with it. And you can do it in a very gentle way. And this is one of the reasons I really like EFT. Yeah. So I just want to ask as well, um, Deborah. So when I talk, when I think of EFT, um, one of my mentors, Tony Robbins, uh, tends to bring someone on one of his events. I think it's Date with Destiny. And he talks about, this gentleman talks about tapping and he gets us to do sort of a tapping, sort of a quick tapping technique. So when I say I've heard of tapping, I'll be honest with you, I've only heard of tapping recently. So in the last probably couple of years. So how long? Long has tapping been out there? Stephanie, what was the original day? 80 what? No, it would be the late 70s. Late 70s. So oh, that wow. was um, a man named Gary Craig was the one was the one who came up with it. And then it, it really came out of something called thought field therapy, which was developed by Roger Callahan. And EFT is a, a simpler version of thought field therapy they they in thought field therapy they use what's called algorithms and it was kind of complicated and eft makes it very simple and it's important that these are actual these are actual acupuncture points as as deborah said but tapping through on the eight or nine points takes very little time you can get through a, a the routine of those points in a very quick time and this is one of the major points right here, tapping on the side of the hand. And just doing that when you're feeling anxiety can really help. Um, it can alleviate the anxiety because that right there does something to the stress reaction in the body. Because just very simply, if you're sitting there tapping, there can't be a tiger about to attack you. So your body knows you don't need to go into the stress reaction if you're sitting there tapping. So that just simply, that alone can halt that stress response. Very important. 
Yeah, I, I quite like the way you said that because, uh, you know, we speak about, you know, in this case, and we'll go into it a little bit further as well um, as we speak, but, you know, people who are just being diagnosed with cancer, myself, uh, you know, hearing those words, you have cancer, just puts you into a complete different, um, you know, uh, world. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a life-threatening cancer, but just hearing the words, you think automatically, I'm going to die. So, um, you know, and I'm, when I say life-threatening, of course, it can eventually be if you don't do the right things. But in the sense, you know, you you haven't been told, like, by the way, you've only got 24 hours, things like that. But it puts you in that state straight away. So, um now yourself, Stephanie, you, uh, you know, you say that you, you're into, like myself, I always say disclaimer, uh, I healed myself with natural medicine, holistic medicine. Um, but again, I did that because I wanted to, it's, it's nothing to do with Western medicine. I still had my doctor, my surgeon beside me 24 seven running tests, running scans, things like that. Um, but I did heal naturally. So just speak about how that your journey also commenced, Stephanie, and how, you know, with natural medicine and then into the EFT. Yes. Um, I was thinking about it earlier, trying to remember if I got sick first or discovered natural medicine first. Um, I, I think it was natural medicine. Um, I began to work for a publisher. Uh, he was, it was, it, it was uh, called Future Medicine Publishing. And it was a landmark publisher because they were one of the first to do the, a lot of the natural medicine work in their publishing. Um, but I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and I had a, a very dreadful summer where I thought I had it and they, they couldn't find any plaque, for instance, is one of the ways that you diagnosis that. So they gave me three MRIs and did not find anything. So that was uh, great news for me because it was a reprieve, but at the same time, I still had that black cloud over my head because my neurologist said, no, he, he stood by his opinion that that's what I had. So I, I really began going heavily into acupuncture at that point. And I would say that my acupuncturist healed me because one of the, there were two major symptoms or three major symptoms. One was numbness around the waist. That's a classic symbol a symptom. Then another one was when, when I lowered my head, I'd get this electric shock down my spine and, and then complete exhaustion. So my acupuncturist explained that this is all from the kidney, kidney meridian and would not say you do or you don't have multiple sclerosis, but just healed the kidney meridian imbalance. And I was healed. So did I have, did I have MS? I don't know, but mm acupuncture got me out of whatever I had. And I feel very fortunate for that experience because I have some understanding of what it's like to get a serious diagnosis. Now, they weren't telling me which kind of MS I had, but it felt life-threatening to me. The idea, I was a dancer and a writer. The idea that I would not be able to dance um, was horrifying to me. So it, it was, and also it just felt like a death sentence that my life was going to be shorter. My life was going to be the quality of life was not going to be what I thought it was going to be. So it was, it gave me a lot of compassion and understanding for what it's like to get a serious health diagnosis. Mm. So I'm, I'm grateful for that, that misdiagnosis, if that's what it was. Um, but that's really put me on the path of 
natural medicine and writing all the books that I did, a lot of them are about mental illness. Um, and that's another area that conventional medicine falls down on a lot because a lot of people have trouble with the meds. If, you know, if meds are the solution, they have trouble with the meds, the side effects are not good. And so I wrote all these books about natural medicine treatments for so-called mental illnesses. And these are not so much self-care treatments. These are serious deal with the underlying causes, such as a biochemical imbalance. Anyway, um, that also was very much part of my natural medicine journey. And then finally, um, I, ha I have an animal sanctuary and I've used natural medicine with my animals a lot. And it, um, when I discovered homeop homeopathy, which is an energy medicine, um, that's when I felt like, oh, we can really make big changes with that on serious conditions among the animals. So then I started going from there into all the other kinds of energy medicine. And I would have to say those are so very powerful. I've used it for my own healing from trauma, uh, some energy medicine techniques that talk therapy helped some, but it was really when I started doing the energy medicine work that I found a big difference in my healing. Hmm. Yeah. See that, it, you know, the thing is the, we were put on this earth, whether you believe in great spirit, in God, whoever you believe in, we, you know, he wouldn't put us on this earth and not give us a body to be able and a mind to be able to heal ourselves in some way. So, you know, and I believe that, I believe that our, we are our best friends, but we can become our worst enemies. And what I mean by that is what we're going to discuss now is, uh, you know, when people ask me, were you surprised you got cancer? Uh, yeah. Were you surprised you got cancer? No. And when I say no, I mean, it's because of my past, the traumas, the things that I didn't deal with. It was all the suppressing the emotions. It was suppressing, you know, when we talk emotions, it doesn't necessarily be just fear. It was anger. It was resentment. It was jealousy. It was all of this nasty stuff that I didn't deal with for, you know, 47 years because I was diagnosed at the age of 47. So it was all of this stuff combined. And you sort of go, wow, you know, this is serious. Um, I need to not heal just this part. I need to heal what is going on within. So that brings me to my question and, I, and I'll ask, um, I'll ask, I'll start with you, Stephanie, like, you know, you, you guys, you both ladies, you guys, sorry, my Aussie, but you ladies, uh, you know, wrote the book, you know, EFT for cancer. And, you know, having said that there's, you know, I don't want to say that there's so many things out there, but there's so many things out there. Uh, but how did you guys come to find out? I know that there was research done and things like that, but how did you go from EFT? No, let's start with how EFT helps with trauma. Cause I think it doesn't matter whether you got diagnosed with cancer or not. Everyone has some sort of trauma that is, uh, you know, going to affect them in some time of their life. Like you said yourself, Stephanie, you were, you thought you were diagnosed with MS, but you were dealing with a trauma. You had to go through something like a, a life threatening, you know, uh, diagnosis. So these are traumas that people go through and it doesn't necessarily be in life threatening. It could be things that happened in their childhood. It could be an accident they had. It could be anything. Um, so how did you sort of think, okay, EFT is good for trauma. Let's start with that. What made you start working in that line? 
Yeah, well, I, I work for EFT Universe, which is one of the major websites for EFT. And so there's a series of books that we've done, EFT for this, EFT for that. So EFT for PTSD, for example, that, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, EFT for EFT manual, which covers everything. And then EFT for highly sensitive personality, highly sensitive temperament. And there's a whole line of these books. And I've edited a lot of them and written some of them. So to me, there was a big gap, which was there was no book in our series, EFT for Cancer. So and I, I know that with all the, the cancer journey, all the aspects that come up for people. So you have the physical aspect, you have the emotional aspect, the mental, the spiritual, all of it. And EFT can help with every single one of those areas. So in terms of clearing trauma, um, just tapping on the feelings that you're having when you're triggered on something. So many of us get triggered and we know that we're triggered if we have a very strong emotional reaction to something that is otherwise um, maybe other people wouldn't have a strong reaction to that, or there's, there's no obvious reason why there should be a strong reaction to that Um, for something like war, you know, war or, uh, a, a serious accident, obviously we're going to have a strong reaction to that, but someone says something to you when you're sitting at a table in a restaurant and something, someone says something to you and you have this very strong reaction, you know, you have been triggered. So when you've been triggered like that, just simply tapping on those feelings. So you start here, you know, even though I have this, even though I'm feeling so angry right now at what that person said, I deeply and completely love and accept myself, even though I can't believe they said that. And I'm so furious. I deeply and completely love myself. You go, you go through that three times and then you go through the point. I'm so angry. I can't believe they said that. I'm so mad. So you're just tapping through all those feelings. Now, behind that is a trauma that's a little bit harder to get to, but just simply tapping on those feelings, sometimes it will come up. Often it will come up what the originating trauma was. So there's, there's a saying that no problem in the present is actually a problem in the present. Mm. So yes, there's obvious problems like hunger and, and war, but with the things that most of us deal with, many of us have to deal with in our lives, the problem is not usually what's going on right there. It's something in the past. And by working with EFT, when it's ter- in terms of trauma, it's not going to probably happen in one little quick tap through all the points you've got to do the layers. There's there's usually layers to trauma. So you're tapping through everything that comes up. You just keep tapping, tapping through everything that comes up. And you probably will get to what the originating trauma was and you can clear it. The other thing I would like to say is that when you're dealing with serious trauma, it's also a good idea to work with a practitioner because it's a little bit hard to handle that. It can be overwhelming to handle it on your own and to have someone there supporting you and help and guiding you and, and just being there to help you so that you don't feel so overwhelmed and and fearful uh, can, can really be beneficial. So I would really recommend if you are dealing, if you know, you're dealing with heavy trauma in your life, it, it really is good to work with a practitioner. Yeah, I believe so too, because the thing is, you know, if you're not sure what you're doing, you could, no, you can't do damage, but you could do it wrong and it's not getting anywhere. And then you sort of stop because you think this isn't working because you're not doing it how it's meant I think it to would, be. I think it would be better to say instead of not doing it, instead of doing it wrong, mm-hmm. that it's just, um, 
tapping on the points, even if you don't get all the points in the right order is still beneficial. It's just that when you're dealing with emotions, connecting with trauma, it can just bring up an awful lot and that can just feel overwhelming. So it's not so much that the technique you're doing it wrong. It's, mm. it's really that you deserve some support when you're dealing with heavy trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I agree with that too. So, Oh, you know, this is just so big and so much. And I I've got all these questions and I don't know how to ask them, but, um, but also, you know, yeah, I, cause I keep going back to the trauma. I keep going back to that, but what research, and I'll ask you, Debbie, Deborah, sorry, again, my Aussie, uh, I'll ask you, Deborah. So what sort of research was done that when they sort of found out that, you know, tapping or EFT does work for people, you know, it, it, what does it, what does it release? What, what happens when people do that? Because what I'm trying yes. to do is I'm trying to sort of get the listeners, the, the viewers to understand what is it that gets released? What happens when you do it the correct way? Well, one of the things that we first have to recognize is that when you're triggered or when you're stressed or when you're angry, you're fearful, you turn on your autonomic nervous system, your sympathetic nervous system, and it turns on the fight, flight, and freeze hormones. So adrenaline, noradrenaline, and cortisol, and cortisol causes inflammation. So now you're jacked up, right? Either ready to run or, or bury yourself and hide somewhere or, or get angry and react. So the research studies that they did, and they did controls where people weren't receiving anything or sitting and reading a magazine maybe, or uh, there was a variety of controls depending on which research project they were doing. And then they would have people receive uh, sessions of EFT or maybe cognitive therapy, talk therapy. And so what they were finding is that they were reducing the stress hormone. So cortisol levels dropped down and... Um, you know, and so one of the things is you're lowering the stress hormones in your body. So if you're lowering the stress hormones in your body, then you're relaxing more. So people will yawn, right? They'll feel more relaxed. They just, their shoulders drop, et cetera. So these are some of the things that people may recognize as that release. And um, they've even found that immune markers go up. So your immune system can, can be improved. And what's kind of interesting is even your food cravings can drop off. So there's, there's a lot of different markers that were taken into consideration. So just scientifically, what happens then is if you lower the stress hormones, you allow your body to go into the regenerative pathway, which produces serotonin, which produces right, oxytocin, which creates dopamine, right? So this is why we like chocolate. It creates serotonin, <laughs> right? And we want those things that feel good, that relaxation, et cetera. And so by lowering all those stress hormones, you're giving your body a chance to move into its natural process of creating the regenerative hormones, okay? Mm. So that's without even doing any of the trauma pieces, right? So then when you go in and release the trauma, now you're giving your body even more release and more more relaxation from those automatic patterns, right? Because once we've learned something, it goes into our subconscious, just like driving a car, you're really attentive. And then after a while, I don't know who's driving the car when you get in there, because you're mostly not paying attention, right? You're, you know, the street lights and a few things, but really it's automatic. But that's what happens with our traumatic emotions as well. They become automatic. So you don't think about, I'm going to get angry today. You just get angry, mm -hmm. right? 
You know, I'm going to be sad today. The sadness, all they just show up because they become part of this pattern of you have the thoughts and the feelings, and then your body creates biochemistry. Now it creates a loop, right? So from the biochemistry, it goes back and creates more thoughts and more feelings and more biochemistry in the body. And then it just keeps looping and looping, looping. And now you've created a pattern in your subconscious mind that just turns on anytime something similar to what triggered you originally shows up, right? Or we add layers. This is why we mm-hmm. call it peeling mm-hmm. away the onion, right? Yeah. So it's really lovely that you can do a technique where you can um, know that you're, re- you're reducing the stress hormones in your body. That's always a benefit, period. And then as you can work on your own or with someone else, a practitioner to release the traumas that you have, right? And they may be traumas, you know, like an accident or getting a diagnosis like cancer, or maybe something that you didn't really recognize. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll just give you a quick example. I worked with a woman was having panic attacks, but as we logically went through and looked at all the things that could have happened, she could not find what was causing her panic attacks. So we're just doing some tapping, you know, and we're just kind of going through it. And what came up was a memory of her mother being attacked. So she tied in the smell and the look of a place that looked like what happened at that trauma. She wasn't aware of that. She didn't make that connection, right? So we can find all sorts of things. So working with um, the breast cancer patients that I worked with, working with the children with cancer, just by doing the tapping many times, like Stephanie was saying, that things can come up that you're not thinking about, but it's not really something to be afraid of. It's good that it comes up because then you can release it. You can keep doing the tapping. You can look for somebody to help you. And then you can release those layers so they're not building up anymore. They're actually reducing. And that keeps helping your body get into stasis, right? Mm -hmm. Get into homeostasis and into the healing process. So these are some of the benefits that I find with, with EFT tapping. You know, it's, it's actually beautiful. Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking of, you know, I I've spoken to many people on my show and, you know, some of the, some of the, the people there, they're go, 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 they're goers. And they're like, Oh yeah, it happened. You know, I just got cancer. I don't know how it happened. And they're going, going, going. And I'm thinking, Oh, there's something okay there's something there you're not it's not that you're not it's probably like you said they're not aware of it or they are aware of it but it's too painful and they think because we, we've got this say well when I say we when we do a lot of plant medicine we always say better out than in but in that sense because the more you sort of let go the better it is for healing um, but you have some people who think it's it's not a good thing to let go, like to bring it up. So, you know what I mean? So have you ever come across, Stephanie, anyone who's sort of bringing up something and they don't actually feel comfortable with it, that they stop and want to suppress it? And and what could that do to a person? That's a, actually, that's a natural response to want to shut it down um, because after usually a lifetime, often a lifetime of shutting it down. Uh, And that's a natural response of the body trying to protect you, of the mind trying to protect you. It it has a good impulse, which is, no, no, don't go there. That's that's dangerous. They're dangerous. Um, But in terms of the response, I I just want to say that the emotional, sorry, I just had to do something online here. Um, 
the emotional response uh, um, that you have to an event actually gets reduced by the tapping. So mm. you'll no longer have that charge. So the next time you come across something that used to trigger you, you're no longer triggered by it because you've removed it from your energy field. And that's where it's important to recognize this as energy psychology. The fact that it uses acupuncture meridians makes it an energy medicine, but there's also a body of knowledge that suggests that trauma is stored in our energy field and they call it trauma capsules. Mm -hmm. And so until you clear this out of your energy field, you're going to continue to get triggered, which is why talk therapy doesn't always work or doesn't often work for PTSD, for example. Mm -hmm. So because they're not getting it out of their energy field. And in some, I have a friend who works for a center for torture survivors, and they have discovered that talk therapy actually is negative because to keep reliving it doesn't help it. It just, it, it kind of encapsulate that energy capsule, that trauma capsule. So it's really, uh, it, when you're tapping and you come across that response of this is too scary, I don't want to deal with it. You just tap on it. So you can tap on it, even though I'm really scared at what's happening, I'm just going to continue tapping. And I don't have to go there if I don't want to, I can just keep tapping. I'm just going to keep tapping because I know it really helps. And I, I'm really scared and that's okay. So you just tap on whatever is coming into your mind and whatever feelings that you're having. And eventually it will subside or there are techniques in, in EFT called the gentle techniques, which allow you to not have to go there at all if you don't want to. So you can put your trauma in a, in a, in a vi visualize a box, stick the trauma in the box, shut it off. And then only approach it when you're ready to. And yeah. so there's no, it's not like ripping off the bandaid on a sore. It's really, it's very gentle and, and calming and soothing. And even though some hard things might come up, you just keep tapping and you're going to get your place to that. You're going to get yourself to that place of calm centeredness and where you feel, where you feel calm. Mm -hmm. and and you know and I, it, I it is so true because you know look I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and go everything's hunky-dory for me and I've never felt fear I lived through fear for two years um I, I let go of that but it I it got to the point where fear would have killed me before the cancer did I knew it. So I had to let go of that. I had to, um, and I had to, I did a, a, you know, a technique sort of thing to get released that. Um, but to get to that point, because like you said, I kept reliving it and wanting to suppress it and reliving it and wanting to suppress it. And it was just, it was just a constant cycle. And, you know, I know we're talking about people with cancer, but also survivors of cancer, you know, or, you know, you've got the techniques, you, you know, in your book, it's a 14 um, chapter book that you have EFT for cancer. So I'll have the link and everything for our listeners and our viewers so they can go out and purchase it. But you, you talk about like the different types as in, is there a different technique, Deborah, for when you do, um, when you're basically being told that you've got cancer as opposed to now you're a survivor and it's 12 months later and you've got to go for your, um, your checkups. <laughs> so is it, is it a different technique or is it the wording like the same technique physically, but the wording is different. 
Yes, that's one of the beautiful things about EFT is the same technique. You're using the same points and the wording changes. So it depends on, is it fear? Is it fear, you know, because you've got a diagnosis, so you get to use the wording that relates to releasing the fear of diagnosis. And then the fear of recovery, there's even a story in the book of my friend Elia, who's going to be an 18-year survivor right now. This is coming up, like, I think in April. And I just love it, you know. And so we went through exactly that, you know, the fear of telling her family that she had cancer. Then the fear of every time she would have to go to the doctor that, you know, and looking at the fact that part of the wording became about, well, her body is where her body is. The doctors are just confirming where she is. Her diagnosis doesn't depend on what the doctor says. It's her body already is it. Right? They're the confirmation piece. And that gave her a lot of relief because then she could be in her own power about her own body and, and you know, eat well, you know, do her tapping, do the exercise, do the things that she needed to do to take care of herself physically as well as emotionally. So then when she went in for a checkup, she knew they were just confirming the point that she was at. So she would know what the next steps would be Mm -hmm. instead of, Oh my God, what's going to happen. They're going to tell me something. Right. And then go back into the fear. So I've worked, you know, often with, with that aspect as well as, as well with, with the children that I worked with, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because the children are fearful, their parents are fearful and learning and teaching them with different wording that they can actually become calm at any stage and know that this is where we are and we're learning. So we know what next steps to take. And that's really important. I think it's really important too, because, you know, the thing is now they've, uh, they've got this new term for people that go for their checkups and they're like, Oh, you've just got an, um, scanxiety. And I thought if you start wording things, it's going to stick into your head and you're going to get worse. So someone like me who actually, as we speak, and the last time I was on a podcast, I got a phone call, uh, is due for my 12 months checkup. So as soon as a phone call comes in, that's when it's like, here we go, you know, and I do go into, I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh no, it doesn't bother me. It does bother me. Um, because you hear all these things. It's, it's externally like, you know, you, oh, I, mm-hmm. I've been cancer survivor for two years. It's come back. I was a cancer survivor for five years. It's come back. So your body automatically thinks, well, you're in cancer, you're in breast cancer free for three years oh no, you know, now what? Um, and, and things like that. So, and it is, it is hard to sort of get through that without knowing what's out there. So this is really why I wanted to speak to you ladies, because it's important to use tools. There's so many tools that you don't need to pop in your mouth, so to speak, that you can use, but you know what I mean? But like you said, which is great because you're not using it just on yourself, but you're help healing your family, your community, your friends and everyone around you as well. Because when they see you in a state of relaxed, they get relaxed if you know, and whereas if they see you in that hole, oh, they don't know what to do either or say and things like that. But, you know, you also speak about, um, you know, caretakers, because they're, you know, they're people who sometimes, you know, it depends, um, 
my father was recently diagnosed with amyloidosis. He passed away, unfortunately, um, just recently. But my sister was a caretaker and she couldn't handle that. So as a caretaker, you know, um, how does that work, Stephanie? How does that help someone who is a caretaker for someone who might be, you know, unfortunately, you know, who's being diagnosed with a, you know, a very late stage of cancer or a sickness? How do they deal with it using tapping? Yes, um, this is really a good I this is really a good question to bring up because so many people are taking care of people with cancer now and with other serious illnesses, and it's a very hard job. So I, what I would say about that is that everyone involved with someone, you, with someone with a serious illness with cancer or another serious illness can tap for themselves. And it's really important because it doesn't serve the person you're taking care of for you to get all burnt out. Um, so you really need to practice what I call energy hygiene, which is every day tapping, tapping to clear what's going on for you. Even though I really don't feel like doing this today, I'm, I'm going forward and I'm a really good person and I don't feel like doing this today. This is really, really hard. And I'm, the things that I'm saying as I'm tapping is there's several points I want to make. It's very important to be specific to your own situation in the book, we give scripts, guide, guidelines, very specific guidelines with language for every single thing that you might be dealing with in cancer, mm. the 14 topics, the 13 topics that we're dealing with. Um, but you need to tailor the language to you because that's where EFT gets really effective. You, and you don't have to worry about getting, you know, saying the right thing. Just say whatever is on your mind or whatever you're feeling. So that's one thing. And then the other thing that's very important to recognize is it doesn't work. And many therapists would say this as well. It doesn't work to sweep dirt under the carpet and expect to have a clean house. So you really need to acknowledge the so-called negative feelings, what it is that you're feeling. And it's fine, whatever you're feeling, because as a caretaker, you're going to have the whole range of feelings. You're going to be angry at the person with cancer sometimes because it's really hard work. Yeah. And really emotionally wrenching to see someone you love or, or, or if you're someone who is, has a job as a caretaker, you're being paid to be a caretaker. It's just, it's wrenching as well. It's, it's heart, it tears at your heart to watch someone suffer. Mm -hmm. So I, it's really important to do the tapping, to clear your own feelings and, and, and acknowledge them. It's not just about clearing. It starts with acknowledging. That's why we say, even though I'm so angry right now, or even though I'm so sad right now, or even though I'm just, I'm feeling so overwhelmed right now, you know, anything that you're feeling to tap on that is so important because we're, we're taught, we're taught to cover that up and, you know, put on a happy face and, mm -hmm especially be a good soldier, you know, all those things to carry on no matter what. And that doesn't really work in the human makeup. We really need to acknowledge how we're feeling and then clear it. And we can't clear it till we acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, just having said that, I just wrote it down here because it was a story of uh, Christopher Reeves, as we know, um, Superman, his wife died not long after of cancer uh, in the lungs now, probably a lot of people think, oh, lung cancer, that's smoking. Um, but it wasn't. It was grief. 
So she was holding so much grief um, and you can understand, you know, her, I mean, it gives me goosebumps just thinking of the story because you can understand her husband's in that situation for many, many years. He lived like that. Um, So she was holding a lot of stuff. So, uh, you know, and this is, it's funny because I was saying that to my sister, I kept saying to her, not about tapping as such, because I wasn't familiar with the whole thing. So I'm not going to pretend I know but I would say to her you need to release whatever it is because if not it's going to get worse Um, and her herself was recently diagnosed with chronic anxiety so and I thought uh, I mean again I'm not an expert but I thought chronic anxiety is you holding everything in and like you said it just a a pin drop and it's just going to get you in that that you know that 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 mode that you know that thought that feeling straight away so uh it is important like you said as a caretaker as well because you know these listeners and our viewers aren't just people with cancer but people who are probably going through you know finding out how do i how do i help someone else you know but you've got to help yourself because if you can't I know it's a cliche, but if you don't put the mask on first, you can't assist anyone else. Um, But I want to ask you ladies now, basically, you know, sort of giving it to you guys, the platform. So I want, you know, I'll start with yourself, Deborah. What do you want our viewers and listeners to really know about everything we've spoken or not spoken about today? One, I would like them to know there's lots of hope. Right. And we need to have hope. And so EFT tapping is a technique that allows you to relax, release all these stress hormones and come to a place of peace when you're much more peaceful and you can make, I think, wiser decisions from a peaceful place and from an anxious place or at least more conscious, if not better. Right. Mm. So you can make more conscious decisions and you feel more empowered. Now you're not, you're not disempowered by the system or disempowered by the disease or disempowered by upset family members or, or whoever or whatever is causing that distress. So we want to create a way that you can feel empowered. And the lovely thing about tapping is you're using your fingers. The tools are with you all the time. You can't even leave them behind. They're with you. It's just a matter of remembering to use the technique on a regular basis. So the other aspect of writing the books was because people would say, well, you're good at the words. I don't know what words to use, right? Mm -hmm. So I wrote the scripts to give people an idea of like, here's a starting place. I want you to have a place to know where you can begin on this topic about caretakers or this topic about diagnosis or going in for treatments or, or pain or any of those topics that are, that we have covered in the book. But I've always written them in a way that says, now adjust them to the words that fit more for you. But it gives you a starting place. And that helps us open up and then go, okay, now I'm tapping. And now my words start to come up and my feelings start to come up. And you can use that as a way to really take this and and empower yourself and empower the people that are with you, right? Because they need you as much as you do, right? Mm -hmm. And they need to be in a space where they can be calm and also empowered as, as they are supporting you. And I saw that particularly with the parents with cancer or with kids with cancer, right? Mm. Because there they are, they're worried about their child and they're wanting to spend all their time on their child, but they're exhausted. 
you know, and they need to get settled in. As you said, when somebody gets calm and centered, then the other one around them does. And so this is a second thing we can look at is EFT <laughs> has this beautiful thing we call borrowing benefits. Right. So as you and I are tapping or as I was tapping in front of a child or a parent or, or a person with cancer, it's a benefit to me. It's a benefit to them, but it's also a benefit to the other people that are around. And so then now we're creating a beautiful ripple effect of creating calmness and centeredness and, and hope and inspiration and empowerment. And so I want to give people that opportunity, right? And that hope, there really are ways to move this. You're an example. There's, there's a way to move beyond this and um, use the tools that we have, you know, and find others as well. And so, you know, from the scientific point, I like to look at frequencies. You know, when you move up into those higher frequencies, you know, your body is in a better place and it gives it a better chance to heal. So we want to use all those techniques and tools to get there. Yeah, because like you said before, I think it was yourself, Stephanie, that said, you know, we're it's all energy based. You know, yes. we are energy. So because we're nothing. And I know a lot of people think, what do you mean we're nothing? We're nothing. You know, if you break us down, we're nothing. You know, um, we, we, we're, we come from nothing, we go from nothing, but we still have the energy and our consciousness. So I'll ask you the same question, Stephanie, you know, what I asked um, Deborah, you know, is there something else you want our listeners and our viewers to know that we may have touched on or may not have touched on that you want to share with our viewers and listeners? Well, first I want to say that um, I think it's really important uh, that people know that, Whatever, as I, I want to repeat that whatever you're feeling is fine because to tell someone you just need to release that, it's like telling a, a person who's in anxiety to relax. So we are not saying just release it, tap until you release it. We're, we're really saying the important part of acknowledge how you're feeling, have a, a dialogue with that part of you that feels that way and don't push that part away, accept that part embrace that part, work through the issues with that part. And that's really important for healing. The other thing I want to say is the big thing I want to say is the cancer journey is a very difficult journey as anyone who knows who has dealt with it. And as everyone knows who has dealt with it, but it doesn't have to be as hard as it often is made. And there are tools that are there to help you have an easier time on your journey. So I think it really behooves all of us to take advantage of these tools, as Deborah said. And then I think it's important to acknowledge that essential steps in self-care for any serious illness are stress management, freeing yourself from the energetic and physical effects of old traumas, reducing limiting beliefs and negative thinking, learning how to manage disturbing emotions and enhance positive ones. And the beauty about it is that EFT specializes in all of these. So if you just use integrate EFT into your life as a an energetic tool as something that you can use all the time while you're sitting in a waiting room waiting for talking to the doctor you can be tapping to calm yourself and when you calm yourself you'll be better able to make decisions you'll be in a more centered place to be able to respond to whatever happens whatever is said to you and it just uh it's a great self-care technique. And I hope that all of you find your way to an easier journey with cancer. If you have cancer. 
Yeah, thank you for that. I really like that. I really like the way you said, you know, especially because, you know, again, you know, there's people out there that, you know, unfortunately have to go to doctors to get their diagnosis and things like that. And they are feeling that sort of emotion and everything and they don't know what to do and all your thoughts come flooding through and you know and like I said earlier on you know we can be our best friend or we can be our worst enemy and what I mean by that is because the mind can sometimes go you're not gonna like you know god forbid someone who's diagnosed the second time the mind's already oh well yeah you survived the first time you ain't gonna do it the second time and all of this sort of crazy talk um but you know, and I just want to touch on sort of slightly, and I don't want to keep you girls, ladies, because I'm sure you guys have got more things to do. But I also like to discuss that, you know, how to prevent to get to this point. I got cancer. So we're like, don't get there. I always say to people, don't get there. I use the, I use the, the last two years, you know, that disappeared, that thing that disappeared just recently. <laughs> um, and as we know, we're all, they're all in a lockdown and things like that over COVID. And I don't bring it up as in, I don't want the side of the COVID side. But what I used to say to people is use COVID as, as your detoxing time, because when I got diagnosed with cancer, I started to detox a lot of things. A lot of people think, oh, what, you detoxed your body. No, no, no. I detoxed everything. I got rid of anything that was not serving me any longer. So I would say to people, use this time the same way. But having said that, there would have been a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, who went through the COVID lockdowns who were okay going in but a lot of trauma a lot of things sort of came up because they're on their own so how does how does I guess what I'm trying to ask is how did this work for those that went through COVID as well so they don't get to the point where and 12 months later they're diagnosed with some sort of illness or sickness or cancer god forbid so I guess I'll ask yourself Stephanie how does someone go through you know, that through the lockdown or through this whole pandemic, using tapping, that is? Well, that's a really good question because there are so many stressful things in the world right now. Mm. Um, so I think for everything that's happening to be using tapping, I've been tapping a lot on what's going on in Ukraine because I'm so I'm so upset for the Ukrainian people. So I'm tapping on that. And um, I tap on the what's being done to the planet, to the natural world. I tap on that a lot um, because I'm so upset at the pollution, at what's, you know, the destruction of our beautiful planet, of the natural world. Mm -hmm. So, and I tap on my upset over what's being done to animals, the factory farming in the world. I tap on what's being done to children around the world, you know, children who are hungry, children who are abused. I, I tap on all of that. And so I think with, with COVID, um, there's lots of, of course, there's lots of stress involved in that. So whatever is going on in your household, I think it's really important to do your daily energy hygiene, which is just clear things out as they arrive, as they arise, um, and not carry the load from day to day. Because as you say, Grace, if you carry the load from day to day, you might end up with something serious. On top of that, I'd like to say, though, that I think it's really important um, in terms of cancer not to blame the victim. 
that's one of the common things that comes up with for people when they get cancer say mm. they say oh what did i do you know what could i've done differently i i did this you know 3 years ago i caused this mm. i wish i hadn't done that all these regrets um so it's really important to be kind to yourself because i think that that is one of the big messages of cancer mm. is you must be kind to yourself mm. you must be kind to yourself you must love yourself and that and that's goes back to what Deborah was saying about the high frequencies love is a very high frequency so the more love you can feel the better um you're you're going you're doing your body a favor the more love you can feel so i guess i would also say in terms of the the covid antidote is find your joy in love so fill your heart with love and fill your heart with joy and spread that as far and wide as possible. You know, you can do it telepathically. You don't have to do it in person since we're, many of us have to shelter in place. But there's lots of ways to send love out into the world. And just giving thanks for our beautiful planet every day is one of the ways. And that putting out a prayer of protection for all the suffering people in the world. Mm-hmm. There's lots of ways to raise the frequency. And I think that's an, that's an anti-cancer mechanism to raise the frequency but i also want to say that about our book is that we're not saying eft can cure cancer it can make the journey easier and in some cases who knows it might be able to prevent it um if you keep yourself energetically clean who knows there's no research on that and it's that would be a hard thing to research but uh, i i personally feel that keeping myself clear with energy medicine of different kinds uh, makes my health better. And I think that probably is pretty obvious. Yeah. And I love the way you say that because it is about loving yourself first. One thing that I say to people is when I came out of this, um, I love me so much. Like I can stand in front of the mirror and say, Grace, I love you so much. I have your back. You're fine. You're safe. Nothing's going to happen to you. I always say that to myself, you know, I really, I really believe that it starts within because what you do within then expands out. Um, You know, Deborah, I saw on the bottom of your email that had this, and I did highlight it, there is no path to happiness. Happiness is the path. But we also use a term that we say, per bien del todos, for the good of all. So what we, you know, I'm not Spanish, but it's something that we always use the term because it is for the good of all, because the moment you can do that, we're talking energy fields, frequencies here, human frequency, be on a different level, be on a higher level. And the highest level you can be on is love, is joy, is your own happiness when you see it within others. Um, Low frequencies is always, you know, negative thinking and fearful and, you know, and it's not that something's wrong with you. It's life. It is life. You know, if someone says to me, I've never been negative or I've never been fearful, where have you been living for the last century? You know, everyone's got that a bit here and there. It's the matter of how you deal with it. What are you going to do? Live in fear or live in happiness? You know, live in fear or live in love. So, and, and I love the way you said hope and being a peaceful place because it is my husband always says every time I get a little bit fearful he says grace you need to have faith 
You need to have faith. You need to have hope. Um, and I think that's so, so important. So I'm going to ask you, ladies, is there anything else you guys, ladies would like to share with us um, before we let you go? We'll start I with would. you, Deborah. Um, yep. Yeah. One of the things is, you know, you can do tapping on gra- with gratitude. So you can use it along with positive words, positive phrases, not just getting rid of things that you don't want to feel. And I think that's a huge benefit. You know, we can start releasing the fears and the anxieties, get to peace, and then you can raise your energy even higher. And I think, you know, going back to energy, um, when I'm in a space of love and when I'm open, I'm very expanded, right? The heart math group talks about our heart can, you know, resonate out a field, you know, at least, you know, three, well, maybe eight, eight, 10 feet out or three, four meters out from our body. And that creates a ripple effect. And so any one person who's bringing themselves into center and love and hope, we're creating this beautiful ripple effect around the world. And then I would like people to know that, you know, they, they don't have to do this alone. So, you know, you can contact me, you know, or you can contact other practitioners to work on this, these energies and these emotions and these traumas that you want to release because um, it's an intense thing, but it can also be such an amazing opportunity. And I've seen this with the children and even with my, with my friend who's going to be an 18-year survivor at this point, is that there were great opportunities to heal um, issues in the family, right? Yes. Um, issues within themselves. And so when we look at something go up bad, I'm wrong, it's like there's an opportunity too. So what is the opportunity? I need to clear. I need to, I need to eat differently. I need to sleep better. I need to release my emotional issues that I've been carrying for a long time or for a short time. And then, then how do I interact with others? And so EFT is a fabulous tool to help you along the way. And so that we are creating more love in ourselves so that we're radiating more love out into the world because that's really what we're needing at this point. Absolutely. I agree. Like I said to you earlier on that we need leaders in this world. And what I meant by that is people like us to raise that energy for the rest of the people and be of service for others. So Stephanie, was there anything else you wanted to share with us before we wrap this up? Yeah. I just wanted to say to everyone, be kind to yourself starting right now, if you're not already and accept wherever you're at and don't do all the, don't put judgments on yourself about you're not filled with love at this moment. Um, I really urge everyone not to worry about that, to just really look at where am I right now and what can I do to feel better? And it'll happen naturally. And EFT is a great tool to help you do that. So I I wish you all the listeners, all the very best. And I, I hope for those of you who are dealing with cancer, that your journey can be easier. Thank you so much. And Stephanie, where can people find you if they want to follow you or, you know, sort of reach out? Where can people find you? Yeah, uh, go to my website. It's stephaniemarone.com. It's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-M-A-R-O-H-N.com. And I would love to hear from you. Beautiful. And yourself, Deborah, where can people My books also, my books can be found anywhere. Yes, I'll put the link of, or, uh, of um, 
your books too or your name so then people can go to Amazon and things like that and purchase your books. That would be awesome as well. Uh, definitely EFT for Cancer. I'll definitely make sure that that link is up as well. And, Deborah, where can people find yourself? People you can find me at DebraMiller.org. And so it's D-E-B-O-R-A-H Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R.org. And yes, you can look for EFT for cancer. And I wrote a book called The Dragon with Flames of Love based on the work that I did with children with cancer. That is so good. Uh, My neighbor next door is actually an oncologist. So she works with children um, at the Royal Children's Hospital. So, um, you know what I mean? I'm sure she's got stories of parents, like you said, who are fearful, the children are fearful, no one's really understanding, Mm -hmm. even though the doctors are being professional like they have to be. Um, They're human, but they can't always show that emotional side only to make sure that, you know, God forbid, if it's not a good diagnosis, they're not going to go, oh, no, you know, things like that. Um, But she she always says to me that um, children are more resilient. It's the parents that she has to work with. Um, so yes. I think this is a great method and, and I think I'll share this as well with her and let her know, especially for children, if, um, it's something that she can actually yes. forward on to the parents as well, because, um, you know, she's, she's very open-minded about this as well, because like we're saying, it's not just the physical journey, it's the emotional, the psychological, the spiritual journey as well. Yes. So why not start from healing from the inside out so having said that ladies i've really appreciated your time um i'm going to put all the links up and everything so people can see it and can start using the tools and the resources that you have to share and and look you both up on your websites and i thank you again so thank you ladies and it was a pleasure to meet you Thank you. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And like always, I wish you so much love and light. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today. And I'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead. And I hope I've been able to serve you in any way. You know, I hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal, feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey. And if this episode helped you today, Please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this. As I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer, nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared. And I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way. And it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode. So if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.